Some replacement show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who does everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Hey, I'm having an experience over here. You are? Yeah, because you know the headphones here, they vary so much in are they quality. Working? They are working. I actually heard the electric bass in that song, I think for the first time in like 15 years. So. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we got a new clothes and play over here. So it's <laughs> Really, really. The cow says moo. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bright and colorful, though, so I kind of like it. <laughs> Tune into our new talk show. <laughs> yeah. The cow says moo. <laughs> I like the cow. Very straightforward, you know. Says it from the heart. It's right to it. Yeah. So it says, I say moo. Yeah. None of this. You know, I'm not a cat. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. the cow knows what it none is. None of this pussyfooting around. <laughs> the, yeah, the cow's right. not like a, you know, it's not a. <laughs> It's not going to try to become, you know, no. a dog no, or something. It's no. like, I'm a cow. That's I'm what a, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like, like America. It's not like the George Santos of cats <laughs> or something. George Santos. <laughs> Cows or whatever it is. Being George Santos, I want to wish him uh, the best of luck in the NFL playoffs this week when he's <laughs> yeah. starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I don't really want to talk about him. I think we should have like just trace amounts of George yeah. Santos in our discussion. I'm, but I'm, I'm kind because everybody's obsessed with him. I'm right kind now. of low key obsessed with him. Are you? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the picture of him as the drag queen came out the other day. That was I know nothing about that. Yeah, he was. Uh, there were pictures of him in Brazil. In a, in like in a, as a drag queen, and he'd make a lovely drag. He queen. was he yeah. was pretty lovely. Oh, okay, he denied it, but he had like this really weirdly worded denial. Yeah, saying I have never performed as a drag queen and uh, I've never taken money for it. <laughs> yeah, things like that. It yeah. was kind of like do it freelance. <laughs> never been <Yeah>. convicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I have to tell you, I saw something wonderful online, and you know, I other people have probably seen this. It was something I found on YouTube. It was History versus Richard Nixon. And it was it was it was a very refreshing reminder because you know we have Republican presidents and we have now for the last thirty years that you know they just seem like they just keep getting worse, right? You look at the next sure. each one after sure. the next one makes the previous one look better. Even Nixon is starting to look good, right? Even Nixon started to look good. Most people think one of our more corrupt presidents. And so there, I saw I found this thing on YouTube called History versus Nixon, and it was a judge. And it's all cartoons, of course, but it's a judge, and there's somebody that's defending Nixon's record and someone who's pointing out that uh, all the justifications are kind of like circumstantial, basically. So they say, oh, the, you know, he was the president that, that was in favor of the Environmental Protection Agency. And it's like, okay, it was the fashion of the times, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Congress pretty much said, you're going to sign on to this? And I know, and you know, because John Ehrlichman said, and Nixon wasn't interested in domestic affairs. John Ehrlichman said, yeah, yeah, sign on to it. It'll keep the babies happy, you know. And, mm-hmm. and Nixon's like, okay, you know, and he signs it. So a lot of this stuff that people say, well, he was a liberal, you know, and so on. It's like, well, only compared to what came later, right? I mean, for the times, he was not that. And so I, it was, but it was really interesting. The, the, um, the prosecutor finally says, you know, here's the thing. He tried to undermine the electoral process. He actually engaged in negotiations with a foreign power in 1968 to undermine that election. He says, when you do that, that means 
you're not a good politician. <laughs> you're not you're not a states you're not a statesman or a states person or whatever the appropriate word is for uh, for a country if that's yeah. what you're engaged. But he got, they they rehabilitated his his image after it took a while. They had to yeah. put him in the freezer for a little bit, yeah. and then after I don't know four or five years, all of a sudden he was this elder statesman, writing books and doing these long interviews yeah. about foreign policy. And uh, the sad thing was, I saw. So I did inspire me to look at some other clips, and there was a clip of him from '93, in which uh, the president was predicting what would happen now that the Soviet Union had fallen and Russia had become mm-hmm. a nominally, you know, capitalist open society. And uh, and he was predicting that if it didn't if democracy didn't do well there, that they would go back pretty much to the way they were under the czars, you know, an imperialist power with a reactionary ideology. And he was absolutely completely right about that. And I thought, okay, well, this not too bad. He he figured that one out not without too much trouble. But then (laughs) the poor thing, he started talking about the relationship between um, between uh, the uh, communist China and North Korea, I kept except he kept saying North Vietnam. Oh no, he meant North Korea, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay, Dr. I think Freud, there's a, you're slipping. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I think there's a reason why you got that on your mind, dude. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. Oh. Speaking of embarrassing presidents, yeah. uh, we have one who's going to give an address. His second State of the Union. On February 7th, it's going to be a nationwide address before, of course, a relatively hostile body. But the thing is, the, the, the relative advantages of the respective parties in both the Senate and the House is so close that, you know, it's going to be about half the people there are going to like him and half are not. So who cares? Um, we're getting we're getting closer to the, the British system where you just out, outwardly yell at them while they're talking. I think we're getting to the I mean, place. I know they've done. I, I mean, they yelled liar at Obama. Yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, yeah, exactly. That, and they don't. And, you know, typically they don't stand up for things. You know, right. there's that, that's the other thing is they all jump up like they're yeah. like like comrade Stalin is giving yeah. a speech or something, right. you know, and wildly applaud. Yeah. So if you don't stand want to announce a cure for cancer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a Democrat cure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How will that make money for us? Yeah. Right. Um, so Speaker Kevin McCarthy was officially officially invited. Uh, he officially invited President uh, Biden to inform Congress of the State of the Union. And of course, this is a process which they can't get around because it's in the Constitution. Oh, wait, I guess that isn't a barrier for them at all. <laughs> no, but uh, according to McCarthy, he said the new year brings a new Congress and with it a responsibility to work towards an economy that is strong, a nation that is safe, a future that is built on freedom. Yeah, right. So uh, they're grateful for the invitation, said the uh, White House press secretary, and are going to go and give that little speech. Mm-hmm. So, I think, think McCarthy's lost a little of the, the gravitas of the of the... The position when they when they made him use that that novelty gavel that goes <laughs> when you when you yeah. when you hit it yeah like exactly. a little, little, little rubber balloon one it's a dated reference but it reminds me right now of Jerry Lewis at a telethon you know it's like three in the morning he's just flop sweat you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what do you want now yeah is he gonna have it's like a hairy dad in the car you know yeah. you just after a couple hundred miles they're just worn down it's like yeah. Damn it! Yeah, we'll stop for ice cream. I'm turning Congress around <laughs> if you kids don't shut up. But those, but they're hollow threats. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. Dad's not going to turn. He's going to cave. <laughs> so then you get ice cream, and that's what happened. <laughs> All the crazies got their ice cream. I mean. President Biden was in the news also this week for saying uh, just yesterday that he had no regrets that the White House did not disclose the classified documents that he had in his private residence uh, before the uh, November election. 
And uh, according to advisors that, uh, that that have been sort of leaking things out, they thought this was a pretty minor thing. They, typically, the government, you know, you make a few mistakes. I, the number of documents he had was fairly small, and they turned them over right away. He figured they'd be kind of like give him a little bit of a buy on just, you know, carelessness or something like that. But, uh, of course, in the heightened atmosphere around this, it uh, didn't turn out quite that way. But... Uh, he said, uh, American people don't quite understand why journalists are asking about the documents and not about his tour. He said, uh, we found a handful of documents. Uh, they were filed in the wrong place, and we immediately turned them over. So we're fully cooperating, and uh, I think you're going to find there's nothing here. I have no regrets. That was the president. But what does Hunter Biden have to say about <laughs> Oh, it's funny you should say that. Apparently one of the Fox uh, quote-unquote reporters has tried to make some kind of connection because apparently Hunter Biden has sometimes taken Daddy's T-Bird out for spin. <laughs> so obviously, you know, the, it was stuffed full of secret documents that he sold to the Moldavians or something. I don't know what, he, what he's supposed to have done, but I'm sure they'll keep that going for a while. See, they're 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 really shooting too high with the Hunter Biden stuff because that's too confusing. I mean, you yeah. know, you, you need something really simple for, you know, if you're going to sell a, a scandal like that, it's got to be, uh, that's why sex scandals are so easy, you know, yeah. but uh, it's like, yeah, like, look what they did, you know. And no, and no child of a famous politician is, as ever cashed in no. on his name. Never, so as, never. As Carolyn Kennedy would say. <laughs> or Ivanka Trump. Yeah, or Ivanka Trump, yeah. <laughs> Gerald Kushner yeah, had I mean, his $3 billion the, dollar down the deal. list. <laughs> Billy Carter had yeah, his beer. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Had Billy Beer. <laughs> no one ever cashes in on their connections with others. <laughs> Completely bizarre concept. <laughs> All right, you, you you said we needed to limit the the George Santos stuff, okay. but but here's one that, some trace amount. It's like you know, it's like rat <laughs> droppings in your ketchup. We're allowed some. So, so his constituents were calling his office this week. They, you know, the usual constituent stuff. Yeah. It's like you know, I need some help with. We're going to get a Burberry scarf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heard you got a few. <laughs> Just the usual, you know, like the VA isn't working with me. And yeah, you, sure. You, you're, writer called your call your congressperson yeah, exactly and, and people were calling him and the phone was forwarded to a different congressperson's office really yeah, another new york congressperson they must have been assuming that all the calls were going to be negative or something i, I don't know yeah. they just didn't want to answer, <laughs> didn't want to answer the phone <laughs> and, wow <laughs> and then they said that was inadvertent that it was Sure. Forwarded to yeah. And I believe everything they say. <laughs> <laughs> the two things that, that I'm kind of kind of obsessed with nowadays are the Santos stuff and, okay. and the, the cryptocurrency meltdown. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I see any headline of that, and I, I'm all in on that. There was another story this week. There was a Russian guy, Anatoly Lekodimov. He was uh, he had been uh, doing a, a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, that was basically transmitting. It was about seven hundred million dollars in illicit funds. Uh, he'd been money laundering through uh, Miami, apparently, and uh, it's just, it was. I think it was. Uh, let's see. It was. It was Bitsiado. That was the the name of the of the cryptocurrency exchange that he was doing. Uh, so the this was something the Justice Department uh, informed people about just this uh, week. I think it was on Wednesday this week. So yeah, so I mean, the only thing that people use this for is to disguise, disguise their 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 exchanges <laughs> money of, laundering of, 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 yeah yeah money so. <laughs>
Like, what else do we need it for? <laughs> I mean, it's a, that, that's a concept in search of a problem, right? I mean, basically. Let's hire some celebrities and do commercials. And yeah. Well, I think it, the problem is we have to relearn the lessons that everybody learned in the past, but nobody seems to be able to take seriously, which is yeah. there's a reason why, I mean, going back to like the Middle Ages, oh, farther than that, going back to the Roman Empire, there's a reason why you have to have somebody that's keeping track of your currency, mm-hmm. you know, some central entity that yeah. kind of can guarantee that. It's a third-party trust relationship. You right. know? I just walk up to you and say, here, this is... Take this silver coin, and you're like, what's it made of? You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> Here's a clam I found. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's why you have the emperor's face stamped on it. At least you know who to complain to if yeah. somebody's messing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the people that uh, Isaac Newton was chasing the last part of his life, the the snippers. Oh, would, yeah, yeah. Would, would, oh, yes. People would snip little pieces yeah, of, this, of the silver yeah. coins off and like, melt yeah, them down and yeah. sell, the, sell the silver. Right. <laughs> Well, it was a clever idea, I mean, to put the smartest man in Europe in charge of the, of the coinage. I mean, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, you would trim. Yeah, trim the edges. Yeah. Of it. Just enough. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like like when you get a, a, a ring resized. Like I got my, I have a, my wedding ring resized. And I'm like, what did they do with the piece of, of gold that they took out of there? Mm. I mean, obviously, they kept it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, okay. <laughs> Put it in the big jar. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, they do that in the cartoons a lot of times with the with the like a birthday cake. They'll yeah. they'll, they'll trim around the outside and, and sure. eat it, so nobody knows they took a piece. Oh, you know? oh great strategy! Yeah. I never thought of that. <laughs> hey, the former guy was in the news this week. He's in, always in the news, but for this week in particular. Uh, he's been fined. I don't know if you you, you probably followed I this did story, see that, Mel. Yes. He's been fined one point six million dollars for tax fraud. His company. Uh, this is his supposedly real estate business. I don't know if they actually what they actually do. It seems like it's it's kind of like the, the 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 Trump family business. You know, our first mafia American president. Uh, the sentence was handed down uh, by the state supreme court of uh, the state of the great state of New York, and it's uh it, it's the end of a, a lengthy uh ordeal, I guess you could say, for the Trump company. Uh, the other thing that happened this week is there was a judgment, I think that was down in Florida, who uh, fined the, the president's law firm a million, almost a million dollars, a little under a million dollars. And uh, it was for uh, basically using the legal system to harass his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> this was a lawsuit involving the Hillary Clinton and the 2016 election. Man, he just won't let go. Will it's he? Like, <laughs> he won that one. I know. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> He's a bad winner. I should, I should have won it more bigly. Bad loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he couldn't take that. I mean, the thing is, despite the fact that he crowed how about how bigly they won, he could count the numbers too. I mean, of just, any every president that's ever become president through our crazy you know, cockamamie system, he's gotten the fewest popular votes relative mm-hmm. to the population. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it'll go, that'll go be a mark against him. He'll be, if they, if we remember him in the history books, uh, you know, it'll be for the fact that he was the president who got elected with the least votes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. China's been having a bad news week and uh, another piece of bad news that just came out. I don't know if you heard about this. A Swedish mining company said that uh, they have found a huge deposit deposit of rare earth metals 
uh, there, uh, just uh, just above the Arctic Circle in their own nation in Sweden. And, uh, of course, as uh, most people know, the world's production of rare earths is currently dominated by China. It gives them a monopoly, which also gives them some, um, some soft power, maybe you might say some hard power against some of the other nations of the world. And uh, the Swedish company, LKAB, it's a state-owned company, as uh, its uh, its discovery is uh, shows that maybe that uh, Europe could start to develop its own domestic source of minerals. Uh, according to Jan Mostrom, who is the company's chief executive, this is good news not only for LKAB, the region, and the Swedish people, but also for Europe and for the climate. Because, of course, they plan to extract it in a more environmentally friendly mm, way than sure. the Chinese do. We need to suck up some of those asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was about a year ago I watched that uh, the movie with the... Which one was that? The, the Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah, Don't yeah, Look Up. That's, yeah. that's an excellent movie. Yeah. I encourage people to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we'll screw that up. We'll go, oh, this will be great. We'll have all this really free, cheap stuff, and then yeah. the asteroid will just... Well, that's Come what happens. I don't want to give anything away, but that's what happens in the movie. Is they actually are going to destroy it, and then there's a billionaire who doesn't want to destroy oh, right. yeah. it. He wants to grab it and use what he perceives to be its, you know, its, uh, it's worth trillions value. of dollars. Yeah, mineral value. <laughs> and and will easily be, you know, my, my top engineers tell me, who, of course, aren't going to tell him anything he doesn't want to hear, uh, you know, or tell me that it's going to be fine. Yeah. And right. so. just a. Spoiler alert, it's yeah. not fine. <laughs> <laughs> you see some Tesla, some former Tesla engineer yes. testified this. I don't know if he testified or just, uh, just said a, did an interview, but it, but he said that uh, the, the self-driving demonstration in yeah. 2016, I think it went back to yeah. that far, that uh, that was totally fake. Yeah. I mean, there, was, there was a little man under the, <laughs> under the dashboard. <laughs> it's the mechanical turf. There. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I love those recondite references. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists found a beer bottle in the ocean, which is not not a real rare thing. Sure. This one was 35,000 feet below sea level. Oh, wow. And I complain about my upstairs neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a squid living under the ocean, I'm just I'm be complaining all the time. Here <laughs> comes another, another Heineken. You know? <laughs> Hey, the U.S., uh, the Biden administration uh, on Thursday uh, uh, said that they have a new effort. They unveiled this new plan to uh, to start uh, when they're talking about in, uh, economic measures, economic activity. They're going to start taking into consideration environmental issues. Um, this was a plan to, to create a system for assessing the worth of a healthy ecosystem to humanity. This is could inform government decisions like which industries to support, which natural resources to preserve, and which regulations to pass. And this is what they call externalities, typically in the market, mm-hmm, right? Sure. You, you you don't take you don't talk about what you're using that's part of sort of like the earth as as either as a, to offset what you're doing or to talk about the resources that you're using. And uh, John Kerry, our friend John Kerry, announced the plan at a speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos, and uh, he said that with this plan, the U.S. will put nature on the national balance sheet. And uh, so this initiative is going to help uh, the executive branch uh, basically integrate new methods into the policy. So uh, they're going to be starting to pay more attention to what's going on in the world's environment as they assess the economic impact of uh, various policies in the U.S. government. 
The White House said it'd take about 15 years for this to really shake out. They're looking sort of long-term. The standards are fully developed and phased in, and uh, they're going to use them to uh, estimate the gross domestic product as it's currently defined. A monster cane toad, equal in weight to some newborn human babies, has been discovered in Australia. (laughs) The gigantic cane toad, which was named Toadzilla, (laughs) was found by rangers. (laughs) Uh, They said they put it in in a container so they could remove it from the wild. Said the cane toad that size will eat anything it can find, fit into its mouth, and that includes insects, reptiles, and small mammals. Wow. The Australia's ABC News uh, quoted this uh, ranger as saying, the toad looked almost like a football with legs. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly deflated football. Yeah, (laughs) a Tom Brady football. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So most people think that um, the history of the modern UFO uh, you know, sort of conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and where it starts around uh, you know the 1947 crash of the of a military trying to be a military balloon in Roswell. But uh, according to a new congressional spending bill, uh, the people who are big UFO enthusiasts may be looking back to another date, 1945. And I was I, know, I was unaware of this. You know, when I was a kid, I was really into all this stuff. Oh, me too. And uh, so I knew I read all the stories, and I knew all about Roswell and. And uh, my mother had a friend who was in the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. Mm. She would give me their little little magazines and things like that. But uh, <clears throat> apparently, there's a claim that in 1945, when during one of the tests at the Trinity site in New Mexico, the place where the world's first atom bomb was detonated, that uh, there was a large, and I love this, avocado-shaped <laughs> <laughs> object that was uh, basically milling about the tower there. And uh, people still aren't quite sure what that avocado-shaped object was. Uh, it could be a variety of things. But apparently investigating this uh, was stuck into a bill, a uh, spending bill for mm. the uh, United States Air Force and Defense Department. And it was stuck in there, and this is a little local connection. It was introduced by Representative Mike Gallagher, who's a Republican, of course, of Wisconsin and a member of the Armed Services Committee. Uh, Mr. Gallagher, who declined an interview request in the story that I'm looking at here, said in a brief statement that a comprehensive timeline of unidentified aerial phenomena was needed. And uh, this amendment that he proposed would ensure a full review of all U.S. government classified and unclassified information about unidentified flying avocados. So he didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to start calling them, though. (laughs) Flying avocados. (laughs) I figured it just drifted in from California, but that's just my theory. Yeah. So, yeah. The distant planet California. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toast anyone? Yeah. Uh, this is out of a, a school in Massachusetts. 
For nearly a year and a half, a Massachusetts high school has been lit up around the clock because the district can't turn off the roughly 7,000 lights in the building. Wow. The lighting system was installed when it was built over a decade ago. It was intended to save money and energy. It was like automated. Okay. So, you know. Because nothing goes wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since the software that runs it failed on October or August 24th, 2021, the lights in the, it's a Springfield suburbs, suburban, suburban school. Yeah. They've been on continuously. Uh, they, they say it's hard to, uh, to say how much money it's costing because yeah. during the pandemic and its aftermath, energy costs have fluctuated. Yeah. So, so even when the schools were empty during the pandemic, sure. yeah. so it, was, it was, had 7,000 lights on. Wow. And they've got a printer that keeps going, crush, kill, destroy, <laughs> crush, kill, destroy. Want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about here. <laughs> One time, uh, my ex went to Home Depot. Okay. Real early, like right before they even opened, you know. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? And, and, and so Did she ever nose pressed against the window or something? So, yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on already. <laughs> Need some drywall. <laughs> So and she, a cask of Amontillado. <laughs> so she got in there. Yes. Finally got in there. Probably broke in. And, yeah. <laughs> and then she's she like, was like the original Karen, wasn't she? <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Okay. But uh, I, I will. <laughs> but uh, but so so then she's like going through the aisles looking sure. for whatever she's looking for, and it's dark in there. Yeah. And and so she <laughs> so she she asks you know the one of the helpful you where's your manager <laughs> helpful managers <laughs> to turn the lights on yes. and they say they can't turn the lights on somebody it it's it's tied to a system in Tennessee wow and uh, and only the, the system in Tennessee so there's like a janitor in Tennessee who turns all, <laughs> all the lights on for every Home Depot in the country that's amazing <laughs> they can't couldn't turn the lights on <laughs> they didn't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be flicking those things on and off all the time. I know. Oh, uh, man, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, in Wyoming, a group of Republican state lawmakers have proposed a bill that would end uh, electric car sales by 2035. They characterize uh, electric cars as a misadventure that will gobble up massive amounts of electric power and threaten the incumbent Oil and gas industry, which employs thousands of workers in the state. I like that use of incumbent. That's yeah, nice. yeah. So, so who's doing this? It's uh, state lawmakers. Well, actually, it's happening in several states. But wow, this, this is this one's in Wyoming. So, but um, it's the bill sponsor says that uh, they don't have anything against electric vehicles. Oh, heaven, heaven forbid! <laughs> he just wants to prohibit them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For no apparent reason. Yeah, right. He said he was just trying to send a message that we're not happy with the states that are outlawing our vehicles. Ah. A reference to California and others that have proposed phasing out uh, gas-powered vehicles. One thing I actually, uh, you know, speaking of electric vehicles, I did see something this week that gave me pause, which is I'm, I already have this problem with the proliferation of SUVs and other very, very large vehicles on the highway is that um, the National Transportation Safety Board did say that uh, when you look at uh, the electro- electrical vehicles that are being made right now, um, there is a safety risk to smaller, lighter vehicles mm-hmm. uh, oh, when yeah, there's, pretty a, heavy. there's an impact. But, I mean, you know, that's not unique just to them. Um, but uh, imagine, uh, for example, if you got a GMC Hummer that was electric 
Well, I mean, first of all, why would you get a Hummer? That's your first problem. But anyway, imagine you get that. It's about 9,000 pounds of the battery pack. And uh, so the the uh, basically the the um, NTSB is kind of like, well, we're worried about more you know risk to the people who are on the other end of that. So so that is something to be considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, physics. Uh, but not to be outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially problematic for pedestrians, too. Yeah, and, you know, <coughs> bicyclists. So, bicyclists, oh, yeah. Yeah. A group of U.S.-based scientists say 2022 tied for the fifth hottest year on record, Woo-hoo! continuing a trend of rising global temperatures and extreme weather. Wow. And uh, in a related story, new data has revealed the temperatures in Greenland yep. are the warmest they've been in a thousand years. Yep. I had that story, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, Trump was smart to want to buy Greenland. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll guarantee you somebody had mentioned something like that to him right. You know, at the... The Mar-a-Lago, you know, egg buffet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Omelet buffet. Yeah. It rattled around in that head of his and then, for a while. And then after a while, it just popped in one day. Let's buy Greenland. And planting avocado trees in yeah. Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing. That, that people were living there in, in fairly large numbers, right, at that point in time. And then the sad story of that was is as the climate declined and their inability to go to other neighboring areas uh, declined with it. Uh, basically, uh, they figured that the, the Scandinavians that were living there just died out. So at they a couldn't point. adapt to climate change. They they could not. In this case, it was getting colder. But yeah. yeah. So that's happened to a lot of civilizations over yep. over the years, where you know things dry up, or they they get hot, or they get cold, yeah. or yeah. something. You know, they cut all the trees down or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what happened in Iceland, yeah. you know, in Iceland. They're trying to do reforestation in Iceland, but it's a small country and they used up the wood practically, the, yeah. the Scandinavian. What would, what would grow in that soil? Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Well, volcanic? right now there's, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty, scru- it's pretty scrubby there. And the, the, the joke in Iceland is if you ever get lost in a, in a, in an Icelandic forest, just stand up. Because <laughs> 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 everything's very low level, sure. you know. So, yeah. It's like when they put a new golf course in, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> a bunch of saplings. So. We'll probably be in Iceland again this summer. It's, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. It, yeah. So uh, uh, because of Companion's work, we go to Paris once a year. He does some work there in, in the university. And uh, last year he, does, we got, he poses nude for, for <laughs> one-eared painters. No, he so. figures out what the Milky Way galaxy is like. You know, oh, the okay. Architecture of the Milky Way galaxy. He's still doing that. Yeah, he is. Well, it's a big galaxy. Come on, give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of other galaxies <laughs> to work on. Come there's, on, move it along. There's, here. About, there's a three about three acres they haven't figured <laughs> out yet. Move, so. move this product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to have Andromeda done pretty soon. <laughs> well, actually, it's easier to see what's going on other galaxies oh, in suppose, some ways yeah. because Probably, it's not yeah. right up in your face. Yeah, right? that makes sense. There's too much dust and gas in the Milky Way. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so. It's, it's kind of like a like a Packer game. But last year he was smart. He was really smart because remember how the in, in the United States the, the second there's an economic downturn you fire everybody right and then and that was what happened during the during the the, the depth of the COVID crisis. Oh, and the air got so all the, all these yeah all these pilots got in there like I'm not going back to crappy job with these crappy airlines so they yeah. couldn't they were having all kinds of cancellations and stuff but you knew that a. Iceland Air wasn't going to do that. You know, they just furloughed people and called them back as soon as the crisis was passed. Because mm-hmm. that's what you do when you don't live in a hyper-capitalist, <laughs> hateful society, right? You know? <laughs> but at any rate, so, <laughs> so, um, so he said, let's go on Iceland Air. And one of the little perks, and listeners may know this, is if you go to Iceland Air, they're very generous about you 
you know, doing some tourism in Iceland. So we did, we had been there like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and we stopped by on the way back. So we're going to do it again. It's oh, kinda, nice. Kind of fun. fun. It's a nice little country. It really is. It's really the extremes, too. You go to Paris, all this history, mm-hmm. you know, this very aggressive European power with all these beautiful buildings and so on. And then you go to Iceland, it's like, hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> like downtown Reykjavik. It's basically like Madison, you know. Yeah. Not even. Madison's bigger, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it's just like the capital of this country. Yeah. It's just like a little town. You Want know? some fish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the sad thing about that is, and we didn't check this out last time, but the first time we went many years ago, back in, I think it must have been, 2012 or something, I think we went. Yeah, that's right. Is this the Puffins? Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah. We went out, we did some whale watching, and then we went by this island with all the Puffins on it. And when we came back, there were these big, you know, big signs are basically like, you've seen them, now eat them, you know? (laughs) It was like a place that was serving whale and Puffin. He's like, okay, you guys, I'm not not jiggy with this. I'm sorry. Oh, funny. Hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at wrtfm.org, or you could be listening in the future because we put this show and all of our shows up on the archives page. And uh, thanks to Mindless Minion D Cubed, we, uh, we can, you can listen through Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So thanks, D Cubed. So, all right, we're going to take a brief break. Come back with, you got anything good? Uh, I think this is going to be the final straw in the England versus Scotland battle here. Okay. Yep. And we're back. Here's a headline that, that kind of illuminates things, kind of clears things up for me. Okay. Study shows price increases helped spur inflation. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for studying that. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm getting a grant, I don't know if you know about this, to find out how many bachelors are married. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a few. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather was a bigamist. Was he? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. big of me too. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> my, my. Big of all of us. Tall <laughs> and short, thin and fat. Had that's the, the woman I crave. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it's. A, I'd, I'd always heard that story, but my family didn't talk about it too much. And then yeah. uh, a while ago, Melvina got into genealogy, like people yeah. do every once in a while. And oh, they, cool. They reach a certain age, and she she was very excited. She goes. Yeah, he was a big one. I found, I, found I found his other family. That's lovely. <laughs> he was just down the road in, you know, Dodge Center or yeah, something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't know how he pulled that off, but uh. that was uh, there was uh, that one a very famous literary uh, figure, J.R. Ackerley was his name. He was a British writer and critic, and he was uh, openly gay at a time when it wasn't. Uh, you know, wasn't popular, and uh, he did a he did my father. He wrote a book called My Father and Myself, and he looked into his father's. Apparently, he had been a kept boy for some elderly gentleman when oh, he was really? in the guards or something. But more shockingly, he found out that his father had another old family <laughs> that he didn't even know about. And, and his his story, the moral of the story was kind of like, yeah, I guess being kind of sexually out there was just in my family. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Oh, man. Hey, the. Uh, the mayor of Toulon, France, which is in southern France, uh, made an announcement this week. Uh, uh, the mayor, Hubert Falco, wrote on Twitter that the world's oldest person died. It turns out that the world's oldest person, formerly at least, Sister Andre, she was a, a um, French nun, 118 years old. She'd managed to survive both the influenza pandemic of 1918 and COVID-19. She died on Tuesday of this week. 
Uh, apparently, uh, I who was it? Somebody just died. It was the, all, the other oldest person. Yeah, Kane Tanaka. Uh, she died. Uh, let's say that was last year. She was 119. And uh, now that uh, now that Sister Andre has died, that means that uh, a woman by the name of Maria Brañas Morero, Morera, pardon me, uh, she lives in Spain. Uh, that she is 110. Uh, so she's the next one down the line. Sister Andre, at the end of her life, was she a little sad? All of her friends had died, of course, and, but uh, but she made she made she was happy. On for her 117th birthday, um, she uh, she dined in style on foie gras and roasted capon and cheese. Wow. And uh, every day she had a little bit of lo- wine and a little bit of chocolate. And uh, she said that was the secret to her longevity. Oh, okay. So I was concerned when you first read that story. It's like we don't have an oldest person in the world anymore. But uh, but I guess we do. We have the second oldest person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is now the first oldest. Yeah, right. It's like being the number two in Al Qaeda. You, know? <laughs> you always get promoted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate, but yes, you do move up the line. Yeah. Actually, sometimes the number 15 in Al-Qaeda finds their way <laughs> A lot up. of advancement opportunities in, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in the, in the Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, now. Yes, the Al-Qaeda exactly. organization. Uh, so you can move right up the ladder. So, But um, out of Madison, Wisconsin, the McCarthy Youth and Conservation County Park, it's over by Sun Prairie, will be expanding this year. Okay. And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> uh, Dane County is buying 35 acres of land to add on to the town of Sun Prairie Park. The new land's on the northeast corner of County Highway's N and TT intersection, according to the release. So, very nice. I'm a big fan of green stuff. You know, yes. You know, <laughs> trees and grass and... <laughs> I think there's, there's a lot a lot to be said for that as far as you know, yeah. just having a, a livable society. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, with as much construction, as much uh, you know, growth as we have in Madison, it's no one's has touched any of the parks yet as far as I can tell. I'm uh-huh. just hoping that we don't have some point at which people are like, oh, no, we have to plow that under. But yeah. it hasn't <laughs> happened quite yet. <laughs> There's heavy metals in them. There, <laughs> yeah, woods there exactly. So. <laughs> Although I have to say, with rural Dane County, I mean, you know, we have some of the best farmland in the world, and yeah. it's it's getting paved over pretty darn fast. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. So, well, we need condos. So, so there's a lot of. I don't want to get into this too much, but there's a lot of talk about the the debt ceiling. Yeah. And uh, which is not related to the glass ceiling. We got a right. lot of different ceilings. Here. Sure. So the yeah. debt ceiling is not made out of glass. Yeah. It's made out of <laughs> rubber, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> like like our checks. But uh, there was a, this was a little um, fact check from Snopes, and it says uh, was nearly twenty five percent of the U S national debt incurred during the Trump administration. Yeah, that, that's a claim. Yeah. And uh, Snopes checked it out, and they said, "Yep, yeah, that's true." Yeah. No, they don't. They de- they've never cared. They've never cared when it was. Uh, I mean, think about that. The, the president that brought finally brought the Reagan uh, deficit under control was Bill Clinton. I mean, yeah. th- I mean, this happens over and over again because they don't. Ca- they just see it as a big piggy bank. That's the way they view. You know, they're not going to do anything with that money that invests in anything. Yeah. So they, when Republicans get in charge, they see it as a big piggy bank, and they pretty much shake all the money out. of Well, it. it's a twofer. I mean, they they can they can give tax breaks to their their buddies, yeah. and then they can say, oh, we're too poor, we can't, you know, we don't have money yep. to to fund those, you know, those yeah. food stamp programs or those those programs for you know child care. I'm picking out you know? my cardboard box right now, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> 
Well, they're floating. Refrigerator boxes are the best. Here's what people they're know. floating a 30% sales tax. <laughs> get rid of the get rid of the income tax and replace it with a thirty. As if we don't have an unequal enough society. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we're right about the eighteen eighties right now in terms of the income distribution. So let's get back in that wayback machine and let's go back to like I don't know fourteen seventy or and, something. And all they've done is scream about inflation yeah, for a year. Then the, you know the first chance they get it they get a chance to actually introduce some bills yeah. and they, they float the idea of a 30% sales tax yeah. so, and, and just like tearing up the whole tax code. I mean, and, and you know, when they're doing that, yeah. that there's winners and losers and you know, who's, who are going to be the winners and who are going to be the losers. I, mean, I would so. say if I was a billionaire, that was a pretty good investment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Senator or representative so-and-so. I, you're really paying off. They buy them cheap. I mean, that's a that's, yep. that's the best deal in the country, yeah. probably. For, yes, by most. Forget crypto. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just buy a couple of senators and a state supreme court judge, and yeah. you're yeah. all good. Justice. So many people have noted that uh, in the United Kingdom, Scotland and England have been going on very different cultural paths the last few years, and it really hit the fan when, of course, uh, the uh, uh, United Kingdom uh, engaged in Brexit. Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I'll share that in a second. Let me continue with my story. So, um, uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, yes. Uh, because basically Brexit was almost entirely, uh, the votes for it came almost entirely from uh, you know, rural English people and uh, practically none from Scotland. And Scotland even toyed with the idea, could we like join the yeah. European Union separately if we were to become a different country and so on? Well, it's, it's, come, it's flared up again. And uh, what's happened is uh, Scotland uh, basically had they they were they, the Scottish Parliament. They have their own devolved Parliament now, and they voted on uh, gender recognition. Uh, in, in other words, they they voted to allow transgender people to have the gender with which they identify legally recognized and to be issued new birth certificates without a medical diagnosis. So you don't have to. And this is of course especially important for people that may not have access to medical. Um, to medical uh, services. So um, under this legislation, people aged 16 and older could apply for a gender recognition certificate by making a legally binding declaration that they are already living in their acquired gender. Uh, but apparently, the British Parliament said no. So they basically, under the, under the rules that uh, created the, uh, the devolved Scottish Parliament, the Scotland Act of 1998, it says that uh, the government in London has the ability to block laws that affect issues that fall under the purview of the British government. And uh, after the Scottish legislation passed, the British government had 28 days to decide to block it, and it's probably going to end up in court. Hmm. They're very irritated about this. The first minister of uh, Scotland, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, said it was a full frontal attack on our democratically elected Scottish parliament and its ability to make its own decisions on matters like this. Wow. She said, if this goes, if this succeeds, it will be the first veto of many from Westminster. Wow. So. While you were talking, that reminded me in, in Wisconsin, I don't have the story in front of me, but uh, but there's a proposal in the legislature to um, allow conversion therapy again in Wisconsin. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's banned right now, but, oh, no. uh, you know, that's like... To what end? I don't know. Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, 
know. Must have something to do with Jesus. I don't know. So we got a we got a, a messenger from Gladys. Gladys said, "If the world's oldest person has died, then they are no longer the world's oldest person." That's an interesting question. How it that is true? They are not currently the world's oldest person <laughs> anymore. They're not a person anymore. And then uh, unless they're a corporation, and, and then, yeah, right. unless they're an LLC. And then there's a note down here from the person who brought us this. It says, "I think Gladys needs more sleep." <laughs> <laughs> she works very hard she here. Does, I, she I does. She does work hard. We love Gladys. Yes. Yeah. So the rats might have, might have gotten a bad rap when it comes to the Black Death. Sure. So, uh, scientists are studying this, and they're still not quite sure what, what's going on. But, you know, it's kind of the common misconception that they're common uh, thought anyway, that uh, that rats spread the, the plague. Sure. And, uh, and they spread the fleas. And they can do that. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, so, and they spread gossip, too. They're, really, <laughs> they're really, terrible. They're just, just, <laughs> those tongues are Look lighting. at her tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're thinking they're, the the scientists are finding there there might uh, might be other things that uh, that contributed uh, more than the rats like oh. uh, they, they think there might have been some uh, just some of the travel the salmon moose <laughs> <laughs> the platypus the wombats <laughs> could have been <laughs> but I'm thinking like some of the travel from. Uh, from Asia might have yeah. had something to do with it, and so you and mean humans could have humans been? could have done it, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and also environmental uh, issues that, that the, there might have been just like the the right conditions uh, mm-hmm. as far as the climate and everything, and uh, yeah. you know, and also I know the Europeans back then were not the most sanitary no simians in the world, no, no, but uh, other other like you know like Asians and and people from the Middle East they they would like really really look down on the europeans as they smelled like, bad just filthy filthy yeah, humans yeah. they smelled bad and they had huge noses yeah. those are the two things that most people <laughs> from other countries noted <laughs> and beards all these with the beards oh <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway so don't blame the rats poor rats i mean maybe they did but here's the other shoe dropping down in florida yeah. florida will not allow a new advanced placement course in African-American studies in its high schools because it says it's, quote, not historically accurate. There's a letter last week. The Florida Department of Education informed the College Board, which ministers AP exams, that it would not include the class uh, in the state's course directory. So, the, you know, AP is advanced placement, of course. These are rigorous courses that allow high school students to obtain credit and advance uh, and advanced placement in college. And uh, according to this... Uh, this letter that was sent, uh, as presented, the content of this course is inexplicably contrary to Florida law. First of all, it was, of course, created before Florida law and significantly lacks educational value, says the Department of <laughs> Repressive Propaganda or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, Ministry of Truth. Yeah, Ministry of Truth. <laughs> uh, in this, in the fu- it said, in future, the college board, this is the college board, okay, this is a nationwide entity. They said the college board should be willing to come back to the table with lawful, historically accurate content. So, uh, you know, I read that and I think, yeah, they they, they told the truth. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> none of that. It makes people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things is in Texas, it's illegal to teach an alternative like 
actually like the truthful version of the Alamo. Ah, <laughs> got, oh yes, you've, well. You've got to teach like the John Wayne, you know, myth of the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't say anything bad about Davy Crockett. Cause Davy that, Crockett. That's a, that's a, I'm, I'm that's ready to say something. I'm ready oh, to say Oh, you wouldn't be able to say it in Texas. Oh, okay. but, uh, you can say it in Wisconsin, though. Okay. What, what are you going to say? <laughs> Does hat look stupid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Copied it from Daniel Boone. <laughs> he did, he did. Oh. <laughs> uh. Cigarette sales in Wisconsin plummeted over the last 20 years, fueled by higher taxes and smoking bans. That's good. According to a report, the number of uh, packs of cigarettes purchased in the state dropped from 420 million in uh, around the t- turn of the century to under 193 million, so more than 50%. On a per capita basis, more than 32 packs of cigarettes were sold per resident in 2022, compared with nearly 78 20 years ago. Wow. And, of course, what that means ultimately for the state is less money being shelled out for all of the diseases that come yeah. as a result, of course, smoking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but there was uh, some pretty scary stuff in the that uh, has been uh, circulated about uh, alcohol use. As to, the, to such an extent, the idea that, uh, that the, the most recent science is saying that really, with respect to any alcohol consumption, there's some reason to believe there's risk associated with it. Mm-hmm. And this goes, of course, against previous uh, views about alcohol, which is, you know, thing. yeah, have a little bit. But what they've discovered is it's like everything else. When you co-vary uh, all these various things, when you bring out the, you take out the variables, you notice that people who are moderate drinkers tend to be people who have more control over other parts of their life as well, including diet and exercise mm-hmm. and so forth. And they might even be in places, I mean, it's not, I don't think a stretch to say that when you're not stressed out and you have more power in your life, you're less likely to feel the need to, to medicate, self-medicate. So they're thinking, well, it's we've, we've, we've maybe missed the boat on this because we didn't take into consideration other factors. This has been apparently so uh, shocking to some folks that uh, in Canada, they've overhauled their guidelines. Their Ministry of Health there has overhauled their guidelines for alcohol consumption, warning people that no amount of alcohol consumption is healthy and uh, asking people to minimize risk as much as possible. These new guidelines were issued just this week, and it's a major shift from the ones they had about 10 years ago, which said that um, it was okay for women to consume no more than 10 drinks a week, and men should limit themselves to 15. So the new risk, uh, low risk, is uh, people just consumed two standard drinks or fewer per week, and a standard drink is defined, in Canada at any rate, as a 12-ounce bottle, bottle of beer or... Uh, with 5% alcohol, or a 5-ounce glass of wine with 12% alcohol, or a 1.5-ounce shot glass of a, some spirit that's 40%. So basically smaller amounts, you know, bigger alcohol amounts. And according to uh, the study, uh, or pardon me, according to the guidelines that were released by the Canadian government, research shows that no amount or kind of alcohol is good for your health. It doesn't matter what kind of alcohol it is. Drinking alcohol, even a small amount, is damaging to everyone regardless of age, sex, gender, ethnicity, tolerance for alcohol, or lifestyle. So that's why if you drink less, it's if you drink, it's better to drink less. Hmm. So everything comes with a risk, and they're just giving you some parameters on what that risk factor is. So, Chris, which is intense. <laughs> I mean, that's an intense thing. It, was, it oh, yeah. was right up there with the gas stove thing. You know? It was like, <laughs> wait, but I love my gas range. What are you telling me? That was such a phony controversy. There was like one commissioner on some committee that that made some comment about that, and then yeah. you know the right wing you know made a big deal. You know, get my gas stove from yeah, me when you right. pry it from my cold dead fingers. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, and the low flow toilets. I mean, you know, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. But there was a, you may have seen this. There was a, a joke I saw out there uh, in the in the memosphere about the reason why Trump got so upset about the low floor toilets is because he has this penchant for kind of trying to flush documents down the <laughs> toilet. So you always were thinking, oh, he must, you know, it's all those burgers he eats or something, and he's really noticing this. Yeah. But it's no, he's, he's always trying to eliminate evidence. He's going to have to do something else, I guess. There's a there's a company here in town. I, I Maybe this is a common thing. I saw it just the other day. There's a company in town that you can, they'll come by and shred your documents for you. Oh, Did sure. you know oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's I big, had no that's idea. A, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a big wow. deal. That's, I'm just like. For a lot of businesses. I mean, yeah. when I worked for the, the state, they the truck would pull up every once in a while and. <laughs> uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts CEO says robots will start frosting and filling donuts within the next 18 months. Yeah, fine. Robots can eat the donuts, uh. too. <laughs> 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 did, did, does no one understand the concept of what's going to happen next, which is you actually have to pay people to buy the crap, and if everything's done by robots, who's buying the crap? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? We're going to have to have some sort of, you know, minimum wage for people. I mean, just a, like a payment. Um, What's going to have to happen is we're going to have to have like a, a super version of Christmas where instead of giving each other stuff, we'll just take all of our crap into a giant field somewhere and bury it. Yeah. You know, and so they can keep producing it. We're not going to use it for anything, so they'll just bury it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and everybody will, the, the only thing that will keep the economy going is everybody buying stuff during National Buy Some Crap Day, yeah. and then that'll be yeah. it, which is yeah. pretty much the way it works now. But it'll be mandatory. <laughs> it'll <right>? be mandatory, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> like tax day or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rope. I got to go out and buy a, a laptop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drop it off at the recycling center. Exactly, yeah, put, put it in that hole in the ground. <laughs> the robots will not be happy if we don't do that. Well, if we get robots driving and yeah. robots, you know, and handling everything in the restaurants. Sure. And robots delivering things yeah. and... Uh, I don't know, robots teaching and, yeah. you know, writing books and drawing, you know, yeah. paint, doing paintings sure. and artwork for us. Now. Yep, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, doesn't this, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless with rage. I mean, doesn't it seem like every single science fiction prediction that people have made since the 1940s? Yeah. I mean, it's just like it took longer than they thought. You know, yeah. we, we don't have artificial intelligence like 20 years into the future, we we might have it a hundred years yeah, from when they right. first started talking about it. Right. But it's the same darn thing that everybody predicted. Going down the path. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember a long time ago, I, I took a, a a drawing class, an art class, and uh, it was at this 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 woman's house. She had a little. Uh, she's an artist and arts teacher in high school, and she she had a little loft, so we'd meet there and 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 draw. But and her her husband was a photographer. And uh, so we were sitting there and we're, we're drawing, you know, like the flowers or whatever we're drawing or, you know, pears and apples or something. And he comes in and he, he takes a picture of it. And then he had like a, a, a filter he could run it through to make make the paint, the picture look like a pencil drawing. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed it to his wife and she just turned pale white. <laughs> just, get, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> wow. Uh. Hey, dolphins can yell underwater. Really? In fact, we know that they are. Some pesky scientists were doing a study 
Uh, this a uh, team that was led by uh, Pernell Sorensen, who's a biologist in England. And uh, they had a pair of male dolphins, uh, Delta and Reese. And they were getting them to do various tasks together, which, you know, dolphins cooperate on things. But the thing about dolphins cooperating on things is they need to hear each other because they use communication. They use whistles and clicks and things like that. Sure. And it turns out that the ocean, not only are there things dropping from the from the, from above, but uh, anthropogenetic noise, noise made by human beings, is making it harder, apparently, for dolphins to communicate. So when they're in a noisy environment, uh, which is not different from, you know, like living in New York or something when the jackhammer is going and the sirens are going, uh, they do yell, basically. They they call to each other much louder. But uh, And this is a phenomenon people have known has been going on for a while. But they wanted these scientists in England wanted to see what would happen to their cooperative endeavors. And what they discovered, not surprisingly, is the dolphins did change their behavior. They went through 200 trials to find this. And um, they they did basically amplify their whistles, amplify their clicks to be heard in a sense like shouting. Uh, but the problem was that uh, they were less successful in performing their tasks. Oh, sure. Um, so they were about 20% less likely to be able to complete their tasks than they were when the ambient sounds were absent because wow. they couldn't hear each other. Wow. Hey, form- Again, good on us. <laughs> former Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo, during under the, the Trump administration, of course, has a book out called Never Give an Inch, and, uh, you know, there's always blurbs on the books. You right. know, people brag, you know, to saying what a great book it was. And, and here's one on his. It, on the, it's actually on the, the, the ad for it. It says, uh, my new book reads like a thriller with stories from my heart. Mike Pompeo. He did his own blurb. <laughs> 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 he couldn't get his mom to do it, so he had to do it himself. Oh, man. So. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> couldn't even pay anybody to do it. So, well, he uh, knew best what the virtues of his book are, I guess. That's so, true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it reads like a thriller. It's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> I laughed. I cried. <laughs> All right. We got about 40 seconds left here. Time to declare <laughs> the weekend. What you doing this weekend? I don't know. No, no big plans. Companion and I, we, we made a little Christmas resolution. We're going to start making dinner together. So we're going to figure out what we're going to yeah. going to make. To serve man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, you know, to, to promote cooperation. Yeah. We'll have to whistle and click a little louder, maybe. <laughs> <but> <laughs> a lot of ambient noise, you know. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, good. Good. So, all right. Stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, Who Cooks for You with the Real Jaguar, Amy Goodman, Democracy Now!, Labor Radio, Blues, Friday in My Mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station, WRT. Pants, it was great to see you. You too, bud. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, stick around for the kiosk and then uh, the Jaguar. It's 2 o'clock. You're listening to WRT 89.9 FM, Madison. Much better time. My feet keep going.